Where do I start, Lord? At the beginning. In the beginning. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. It's going to be a long Bible study. No. I want to get done in plenty of time because we're going to have some ministry at the end today. Um, so last week I gave the message and um, had a beautiful person come up and talk to me after. And uh, this happens a lot. And as a pastor, this is the type of stuff that, you know, it, it what's the word, Lord? It just... Um, you just pray over it. And I don't say you anguish over it, but maybe you do. You anguish over it sometimes. And, you know, preaching on faith, and a gentleman talked to me, and his concern was, he's relatively new in this walk, and like, well, I don't have faith like that, <laughs> you know. I said, I get it, you know. I understand that. And I never want to present teachings in the Word of God like any of us have arrived, right? That we've all got it all figured out. And, um, you know, if we were all walking in perfect power, we'd all look just like Jesus right now. Is that true? Amen. But it's also true that, and I preach on this so much, but not everybody's heard these messages. But we're on a journey with Jesus. Someone say, I'm on a journey with Jesus. And this is the journey of transformation or unveiling, Mike. This is a journey of transformation with the Lord. And if I preach a message, I am preaching Jesus. That's the goal. And I say it a lot. I talked about giving. And as sister uh, talked to me about it, and I, you know, I get, I really, I have compassion on that because in my life, when I first started tithing and giving, and, and the impression that they had was that, it's like everything was just easy, right? I know, Ken, your testimony is amazing how God just blessed you. Ken started tithing, and man, his finances just went boop, 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 boop. You're, you too, Charlie. Started tithing, boop, but finances went like that. My experience with the Lord, I don't know if I'm hard-headed or what it is. Probably I'm hard-headed. But I started tithing, and I got my car repossessed. I got kicked out of my apartment. They wanted to shut my electric off, and my wife left me. How's that for victory? Really did. I mean, all those things. And um, looking back, I don't know the wisdom in it. I don't know why all this stuff happened. But I know in my life, it's like I've had to fight for everything with the Lord. The Lord took cigarettes away from me when I got saved. and filled. He took them away from me. I didn't try to quit. He took them away from me. Amen. He did. I, did. I was done with smoking Marlboro Reds. I was done. I remember one time I had so much pressure in my life, so much, you know, I was raising two kids and finances were so tight. I don't know if you've ever been tempted like this, tell me, but it was like the cigarette devil was sitting on top of me and saying, smoke, smoke, give up. It's like give up is what he was saying. Smoking represented giving up. Go ahead and smoke. Kind of like Job saying, just the devil saying to Job or his wife saying to him, just curse God and die. Like the enemy was saying, just smoke, just give up, throw in the towel. This ain't working for you. And I smoked. I had a cigarette. And I cried about it, almost like I was being, and I threw them. I didn't go back. I'm done. I don't smoke. And I threw them away, and I just gave in to the prayer. But anybody ever have something like that happen to you? That temptation was just so, so uh, just two of us. It's hard. To, that may be how it is. The, the pressure was so hard. Just sin. Just do it. 
Just give up. Do it. And what I found out, when you're done, you feel so stupid, and the Lord's right there every time saying, hey, son, I love you. Because you feel so guilty and condemned because you failed. Anybody ever feel guilty and condemned because you failed? You feel so guilty and condemned. And then when things weren't going uh, for me in finances and the enemy was just hounding me, give up, it don't work for you. How many of you have ever said, it don't work for you? That's what the, something in your head saying, this don't work for you. Given sowing and reaping, it works for other people, don't work for me. It's a lie. Healing works for other people, it don't work for me. You know, living right, I can't live right, works for other people. Those are all lies of the enemy. He's just lying and pressuring and he's trying to get us to give up. And I know I had a lot of, I was raised in a certain denomination and I had a lot of wrong beliefs. In my framework, and I'll get there in my message, I'm not going to jump over it, but in my framework, God was doing it to me. And that's where the devil took advantage of me. God was making me poor. God was making me sick. God was allowing me to be tempted. So you can't fight a devil that's disguising himself as God, can you? God's the one that's doing this. God's the reason why you're, why, you know, in other words, you feel like you're Job and the Lord is testing you, right? And in hindsight, it was all a lie. You read the parable of the sower, it's the devil that comes to steal the seed. He's the one that deceives. He's the one that tries to lure your heart away. He's the one that puts pressure on you. Say, so why did God allow it? Why did you allow it? Why did you allow it? A lot of times it's ignorance. Why I, there was a reason why I allowed it, because I was ignorant. Lack of knowledge. I thought it was God and it was the devil. God will walk with us through these things. But if we think it's the Lord bringing curses into our life and things, we just, we just throw our hands up. And it, for me, it just got worse until I realized God wasn't my problem. Someone say amen. amen. Religion always wants to throw it on God. Now, right here in Ephesians 4, I'm going to get this board to fight for today, and I'm not going to go long on it. I'm going to go a little bit. But I have to lay this groundwork because you've got to see this, and I preach it all the time. This is going to be repetitive, but I, it's like I've got to go back again. Paul said, for me to repeat myself is safe. And it's not, I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. In Ephesians 4, Paul said, I could start so many places. I'll start with verse, you know, I, I just kind of arbitrarily, uh, verse four, 13, he says, uh, 4.13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, oh Lord, verse 9, in saying he ascended, what does it mean, but he also descended into the lower regions of the earth, that's Jesus, he who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave apostles and prophets and evangelists, shepherds, teachers, why? To equip the saints. Why did he equip the saints? For the work of the ministry, 
for the building up of the body of Christ. See that building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith, get this, and of the knowledge of the Son of God. That's why all this is going on. Church, God wants you to have the knowledge of the Son of God. He wants you to have the knowledge of the Son of God. He wants you to have the knowledge of the Son of God. To, the, to, the, to mature manhood, maturity, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Who is supposed to walk in or be moving toward the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? Come on, answer me. We are. Christ in you, the hope of glory. There was never a devil that beat Jesus. I've been tricked. I've been beat. I've folded like a cheap lawn chair, but Jesus never folded. He's my goal. I ain't there. And the reason I'm stopping today to put this out here, I, I never said I was there. But it's the goal. And I ain't changing the goal. Can't. I'll get in trouble with the Lord if I change the goal. I'm not going to religiously placate you, tell you it's okay. I'm not going to say things to make you feel good if, if they aren't true. I'll do my, I care. I'll do my best. I care about how people feel. I care about people's feelings. But it's the truth that'll set you free. And the word's the truth. And it's the truth that'll make you free. I was over here this morning just so hungry for Jesus. There's so much more. Who, who feels that? There's so much more in the Lord. Don't you feel it? My, when I, I'm, I'm gonna, I got my finger right there, Jeff. I ain't moving off of it. My finger's right there. My thing isn't that I look out and say, these are perfect people. My thing is hungry people, people that love God, love one another, and are hungry. I tell you, I know all kind of shenanigans people are up to. I love people. I don't care what you're up to, but what I want to see is a hunger to keep moving toward God. Getting, you said, intimacy. Well, it's a real intimacy with the Lord. It's real intimacy where He talks to you. And he makes this word come alive to you when you're praying and you're spending time with him and you start getting revelation of what he's all about and what he's doing. That's intimacy. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you and talks to you in your closet and along life's merry way, he'll be, you're intimate. Not looking at you. He already knows you're not perfect. Anybody say amen? But Christ is in you. To bring transformation, to change you. And he starts right where you're at. Every single person. We had a young lady, she's not here today, but last week she heard the message. She's barely saved. I don't know how long she's been saved or even when she got saved. She was here with our gang and uh, she heard about prayer and her pigs were dying because they had a rotten belly because can babies kind of get caught in the womb or something? I don't know how that works, but they were miscarried and they were dying in the womb and it was causing infection for the, and they didn't have any of those shots to give to the pig. They were all out. And so she prayed. She heard, I guess she heard the teaching. I know she heard the teaching and she prayed. And out of nowhere, somebody, and I don't know who it was, a friend of a friend of a friend, I don't know, but they got a hold of her and said, hey, we found 
some of this shot. I don't know what goes into a pig. What, goes, what do you shoot a pig with I, to save, you know? But anyway, whatever they shot the pig with, uh, it was to save that pig's life. And she got it after she prayed. Isn't that something? Well, that's starting right there, isn't it? You just start praying. You go right there. That, that, that's a good first prayer. And then there's other prayers, other things that God will have you pray about. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we will no longer be children tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by every wind of teaching, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, Christ. My translation I normally read says, grow up into him in all things. And I'm not going to do it because I preached enough on it. I could rattle 10 scriptures that tell you the goal for God is for you to look like Jesus. Not Job. Jesus. Job, you learn a lot from Job. You can't go there, Jeff, I'll get ahead. But I, you learn a lot from Job, but you're not being transformed into the image of Job. Job wanted what you have, and he didn't have it. Am, am I setting too serious of a tone? I need a joke or something. I need to do something. I'm, I'm, I'm <clears throat> Praise God. So, this came to me at the funeral. Turn over to John chapter 11, and we're going to get into our text. And I, I won't be able to get too far today. We just don't have time. Might have Born to Fight 5. This is Born to Fight 4. We're growing in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's allowing what God has already done for you to come out in your prayers, to come out in your walk with God, to come out in your, you know, how you treat your wife, to come out in how you treat your neighbor, to come out in your giving, to come out in when people say things about you and they, they, they disparage you and they say things that aren't true for Jesus to answer the door and not yourself. To come out when everything seems like it's going to hell in a handbasket for Jesus to come out and manifest himself in your life. Amen? When the ship's going down and you've got one finger out in the air and you're saying, Jesus, I trust you. Amen? The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. The manifestation of Christ in you is your hope of glory and that is what God is after. That you are going to look like Jesus. We all should be laying hands on sick people. Why? Because Jesus did it. All things. We all should be feeding the hungry. Why? Because Jesus. We all should be clothing the naked. Why? Because Jesus did it. We all should be forgiving our enemies and loving them. Why? Jesus did it. Not judging had a lady, oh Jeff, here I go, had a lady, I was in Walmart Thursday, 
I'm not always the 24-7 Christian, but I am sometimes, 24 hours, seven days a week, my endeavor to be. I was in Walmart, and I knew the Lord had me in there for a reason. It wasn't just to be with my sweet wife, you know. She was doing her thing, and I knew the Lord had me in there. And um, it was a young couple came in, a young girl. She's wearing, did anybody dress up to go to Walmart anymore? <laughs> they had jammies on, and she had, you know, just, she looked like her, you know, just what you would think a young person would look like, right? Her and, and I guess it was her boyfriend, I think they lived together. And I was just drawn to them like a magnet, just like, <laughs> just drawn to them like a magnet. And they were nice. They talked to me. And I told them what I, you know, Lord was sharing with me. I told them. God's got his hand on. I was talking to them. It was so funny. I said, you know what Jesus is all about? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're just supposed to accept everybody just like they are, right? But what do you think when someone says that? We're just supposed to accept everybody just like they are. Now, is that true in degree? In degree. And I'm sitting there and like, okay, okay so I, I'm not called to argue with people, <laughs> you know, when I go talk to them. I'm, I'm there to love them and bring them Jesus. So anyway, I said, you know, that's true. I said, that is true. Because that's how Jesus is. He meets us right where we're at. I said, but do you think Jesus wants us to stay like we are? I said, if you were a murderer, this real came right out of me smooth as uh, butter. I said, if you were a murderer, you think Jesus would want you to keep murdering? And she goes, oh. No. So I said, he's not going to leave us the way we are, is he? She goes, oh, no. Isn't that something? I know people, like the, the no judging Jesus, which is true, we don't, we're not here. You start going out and judging people, no one will talk with you. <clears throat> but the no judging Jesus is the Jesus that wants to change you. He's not throwing stones at you. He's dying on a cross because he wants to change you. If you're a Oh, Lord, don't let me go down there. If you've if you got problems about who you are in life and you're confused, I do have compassion for you. I get it. I met a man named Mary about a month ago after talking to Evelyn. And the Lord, you know, normally when I meet a man named Mary, I kind of go the other way. I, I feel uncomfortable, to be honest. And the Lord said, no, you need to talk to this gentleman. And I've seen him since then, too. Because I ain't throwing stones at him. I wasn't there to condemn him, but Jesus wants that man to be saved. Can you imagine the burden of being a man wearing a dress around? The burden you must carry in your soul. Jesus isn't going to leave us the same, even though he's not judging us. Someone say amen. That's where I was, I was going with that. So at Gary's funeral... I read this scripture, and it just things were just clicking with me. I said, that's exactly, Lord, what you've been teaching on Sunday mornings. So flip over. I, I trust it's uh, John chapter 11. Okay, uh, and I'll start with verse 38. But remember this story. They kept telling Jesus. They kept saying, Jesus, had you been here, this man would not have died. You guys know that story? Jesus, if you had been here... This man would not have died. And Jesus kept saying, hey, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Put your faith in me. Trust in me. Okay, so in verse 38, Jesus was deeply moved and he came to the tomb. It was a cave and the stone laid against it. 
And Jesus said, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of the dead man, said, Lord, by this time, there's going to be an odor. I like the King James better. said, it stinketh. It does, it stinketh. For he'd been dead four days. And Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Lock in here, folks, right now. Lock in, lock in, lock in. Father, how many have a father in heaven? You better lock into this is the meat of the message. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing by, that they may believe you sent me. And then, we you know, he told Lazarus to come forth. And Lazarus came forth. Flip over to John 14. We read that story, we think that's Jesus, right? And I want to flip our understanding of why God was leaving us all these stories in the Bible. Talking about a goal, not being idealistic or Pollyanna. Talking about a goal for your walk at whatever measure you're walking in. I'm talking about your goal as a Christian. It's the only goal there is. Chapter 14, verse 12, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son." If you ask me anything in my name, I'll do it. And it clicked on me, boop, 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 like, like little lock, like locks in a chamber. Click, 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 all lining up. Jesus is telling his followers, just, just a casual follower, a person that gets saved and just kind of, they'll never walk in this. We know that. Maybe a little bit. You can always ask God for things and he's merciful. Someone that's intimate, and we, when we get to know God, this is what God wants. He's telling us here for his disciples, his followers, we're supposed to be just like Jesus. When you pray to your Father in the will of God, and his word is the will of God, he hears you. Now, I got 10 more scriptures, but we're going to go back to a scripture we had last week, so we see it again. 1 John chapter 3. Please turn over there. I won't be able to get much further today. We're going to go and born to fight part five. I want us, Rita, I want us pressing in to the Lord. This is what we're pressing into. Not religion. Not self-righteousness. We're pressing in to where we really know God and we will know what God will do when we pray not a theory. It's not a religion. It's not a, it, we know. And see, and what this encourages me, because then when I go to God and I pray and there's something in my way, like, oh man, I, I'm, I'm a, like, I got something standing there that's, oh, I said that to Pam. 
you know, this, well, I'm trying to pray and that thing stare me in the face, you know. Oh, I, I, better, I better go make that right before I bring my gift to the altar. I better go make, tell Pam I'm sorry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. You know what I mean? Because then you know what a high honor it is for you to pray. You don't want anything hindering your prayers, do you? Jeff, this isn't for you, but it's for all of us. In, <laughs> we had a bird flying here. First Peter says that, says men, and I, I preach it all the time, men, when you don't treat your wives right, it hinders your prayer. Did you know that? And so, so w- w- when you know you need the Lord and you need prayers answered, and, and you're, or, or the Lord had told you to do something, and you ignored the Lord, he's talking to you, telling you to do something, because, you know, we don't get saved by works, but the Lord does want us to be obedient. Come on now. He wants me to. I can't be any different than you. I go in to pray, and the Lord says, Brad, that's fine. I'll answer that prayer. I got your back. I'm going, but remember when I was talking to you about this? I'm like, oh, Jesus. Love God. Believe in the name. It's always something about that. The Lord's It really helps your walk with the Lord when you don't just say, well, that's for someone else, that's not for me. No, I want this. Then when you go to the Lord, you're clearing the, the things out. L- l- listen to this. 1 John 3. I preached on it last week. I could go so far in this. By, uh, verse 16. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, that we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has this world's good and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word only, in talk, but let's love in truth, let's be authentic, and let's love in our actions. By this we shall know that we are of the truth, get this, and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our hearts condemn us, God is still greater than our hearts. And he is. And he knows everything. So he still loves you. The the tongue today, he still loves you. He's still for you. He's greater than your heart. But beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Like, here I am, Father. I'm your loving son. This this is what I want to be, Mallory. I'm your loving son, Lord. I'm I'm doing what you told me, Lord. Uh, I'm obeying you by faith, Lord. I'm on purpose. I'm fulfilling my call. I want to, Lord. Sometimes that's why I preached on mercy recently, because I need mercy so much. Do you? I'm all the time. Lord, give me, I want mercy, Lord. Help me. I do it all the time. Help me, Lord. Okay. If our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him. That's a high thing, and I didn't make it up. Because we keep His commandments... And we do what pleases him. Well, what are his commandments? That we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and we love one another. I taught on that last week. And I really didn't get any further than last week, but that last week, but that's okay. Because there's born to fight five coming up. We'll get into that. What prompted this with me, number one, the comments made to me, which I understand, I get it. I, I had the same questions all the time. Sometimes you do, that people asking me. 
We're, we're, we're in process, but that doesn't change the goal. Does it change the goal? And folks, we are after it. As a church body, we're after it. We're after it when you get a call and someone has a stroke and you're already praying and seeking God. You say, no, this ain't, this ain't playing. This ain't happening. And you, when your kid calls you in an emergency and you have confidence with God and you say, no, this ain't happening. This is not happening. In Jesus' name, this is not happening. When you have confidence, you can't fake faith. You can't fake faith. It's out of intimacy with the real and living God. You can't fake it. It comes from knowing, the faith comes from knowing God, and knowing is growing. Amen? And we can all grow in this. We can all grow in it. Wherever you're at today, we can all grow in it. We're all somewhere in this journey. You know, and I said last week, you know, when you stumble, or you're, we're not here to throw stones at you. We're here to agree with you. We're here to help you. We're here to build you up. We're here to take you further along in your journey with God. Amen? But the goal for every one of us is the same. Whatever trials you're walking through, Jeff, your goal, I have different trials, I have different opportunities, I have different obstacles, but, but we have the same God and the same promises. And, amen? And we're on a journey of discovery that the Word of God is not just to make us feel better and placate our emotions, but the Word of God is true and God honors his word. And he's living and he's real. And we're all after. Who's after it? Okay. And I'm praying for you. And I personally, I just as a side note, Adam and once you guys come up, Adam and Jessica, coming up. And I know in my prayer time, you know, I am praying for all y'all. When you come with problems, you come with situations, I am praying for all y'all. Thank you, Lord. Got two things I want to do in ministry and prayer. I want every eye, eye closed, every head bowed, please.